ESPN 94.1 FM at 8 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Wednesday, February 26th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. What do we got coming up on the show tonight? Well, we're going to hear from Ari Agnes, the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. We'll get caught up with her. Camp's coming up soon. They've got some matches to tell you about, so Ari's going to tell us all about that. Also, later on, we're going to hear a little bit from Dan D'Antoni, his thoughts on the upcoming week. UAB will be the opponent for the Thundering Herd tomorrow. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So I'm looking forward to having that. Something we can really dive into tomorrow. Marshall UAB, the rematch. Marshall got hot in pod play last year. Bonus play, pod play, group play, whatever you want to call it. Marshall got hot last year. Can Marshall do it again? Can Marshall get to the point where they win their group? They're the group champions. There should be like a trophy for that. Group one, group two, group three. It should be the group champion. And then they'll go to the tournament. And if they can stay hot and get lucky a little bit, maybe get some help as well, they're going to have to force an upset on a certain day. If they can get hot, maybe they can win this thing. And then keep this in mind. You remember last year, they got into the CIT. They wanted to get into the CIT. They did that to get John a legitimate shot at a record. And I don't know if... You're going to see that happen again, but don't be surprised if that doesn't come up in conversation more and more because you've heard Dan talk about just doing things, getting this program to a point, the next level, building it up, making it look like a mid-major, what a high mid-major looks like. He's talked about this stuff, and of course, I don't know where going to a postseason tournament fits into this. I'm talking about, of course, a, a CIT, a CBI. But it gives your team some more experience. You can make some money off of it and keep in mind as well. You can win the thing. Back-to-back CIT champions. Put those banners up. But we're getting to that point where Marshall's just like, well, they're not going to go to the NCAA tournament unless they win the conference tournament. More than likely, they're not going to go to the NIT. That's probably not going to happen. But this team's not bad. They did well. They finished strong. Where do they go? Do, do they say thanks but no thanks? Or let's do this again. Let's keep that in the back of your mind. That's a possibility. I, I was just thinking about that the other day. You know, We're getting close to the point where you look at the record and go, okay, do you want to do this again? I mean, because look at Conference USA attendance right now. Marshall, heads and shoulders above most teams in Conference USA. Herd fans are showing up to see Herd basketball. Now, it could be higher, but it's it's a good core group. On any given night, there's under 6,000 at the Henderson Center. Any given night, there's a good core group there. And sure, you'd like to see 8,000, 9,000. You'd like to see those numbers up. I remember days where 8,000 was the norm, 9,000 was the norm. 
or at least certain games, you would definitely see a sellout. You would see a lot of fans in the Henderson Center. Can that happen again? I don't know. But right now, look at Marshall attendance. Even when Marshall was having a stretch of games where they just weren't doing so well, fans were showing up. So that is a testament to the fans and the program itself as far as how far it's come. So we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni a little bit later on. I got his comments about upcoming match with UAB. And, of course, also, really, the one thing that we've criticized Marshall in the past for was defense. And Dan's even made the joke, there's no D in D'Antoni. And he's told us, hey, you guys, there's D in my name. There's D in D'Antoni. And, well, Marshall's been really stepping up over the last few weeks, playing solid defense. And so we'll hear his thoughts on that, why this is a part of this team. So just keep all of that in mind. And, of course, you know, maybe Marshall goes to a CBI. Switch it up. You went to the CIT, switch it up. Go to the CBI. I know there's a cost difference there. I don't know how much, but switch it up. Right? Let's go to a CBI. Let's see the CBI. Of course, ultimately what you want to happen is Marshall win the conference tournament and go to the NCAA tournament, and then you don't have to worry about any other tournament. You don't worry about those other tournaments. You're in the tournament that you want to be in. That's the major tournament, the big one. That's the measuring stick for college basketball. It's, it, did you get into the tournament? Are you a tournament team? So we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. But Marshall UAB, we've got it for you coming up tomorrow. It's going to be an 8 o'clock tip. We will go on the air at 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, also over on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. So looking forward to some fun tomorrow when we come to Thursday and we get ready for basketball. But that's what's coming up later on, Dan D'Antoni's thoughts. Ari Agnes, she's going to tell us about what's coming up for her program. We're going to talk to her, get caught up on everything going on with her program. We've got the news of the day to get into. We'll tell you about what's happening with Marshall Soccer as well here on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, Ari Agnes. And uh, Coach, uh, I might have got you in trouble yesterday with uh, Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. Uh, inadvertently because um, I, I might have made him jealous because he knows and he acknowledged this that uh, I, you're my favorite. So Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. so I, I might have made him a little jealous, and I hope there's no backlash. I, I want to apologize. You know, there shouldn't be just because I think we all should know that I'm the favorite. So if he's just figuring it out, then, then I think we'll be okay. Also, um, <laughs> whatever you do, don't tell Coach Kemper that – um, you're number one again. I, I had to bo- I had to boost him to one just because he was on the show. I wanted him in the field. Oh. Yeah. You got to make them feel good, you know? Right. You gotta, sometimes you got to make people think there's a chance, but you and I both know there's not, so I, I'm okay with it. Okay. I just wanted you to know, because you might have heard some things, and I wanted to clear the air that you really, <laughs> you know, I was just trying to make Coach, coach feel better. But, um, you know, that's, um, you know, that, he's just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Uh, how have you been? You've been busy, as I can tell by uh, the thing we're about ready to talk about. <laughs> um, I have been good. We are full-fledged into our um, spring season. We have played once. We have three more matches or play dates, if you will, coming up, and we're getting re- we're just on the road every weekend. Once recruiting opens up for us, um, it just doesn't stop. So until May, we are pretty much gone 
every weekend trying to find something or getting back and trying to play with the team we've got right now. But things have been things have been really, really good. It's it has been a fun transition into the spring and yeah so we're busy but very very happy how have you been i'm good um you know the <laughs> show show's keeping me busy uh basketball's been keeping me busy as well but uh you know i'm ready for volleyball season again that's what I'm i am i am too i mean forget football forget basketball i i've just i want volleyball give it to me now you know i don't think we need to completely forget them um but i am definitely ready for season it's it's going to be hopefully fun. We've still got um, three, four incomers coming in that we are super excited about, and um, and we just I, they're just it's a fun group. Volleyball is fun, but they they're working really hard right now, and so it's kind of all we can ask for, which I think is why I'm just happy. <laughs> this is year two, and even though it hasn't been a, a full year, probably it doesn't feel like it's been a full year. Has it been a full year? It has very, very recently. We just hit the one-year mark of moving over to this side of the country. Yes. So now you're you're entrenched in the community. You you know what you've got. You've been out on the road trying to add to this. You know what is this year like in comparison to last year as the incoming head coach? Um, I think having a better understanding of what's in the gym last year was figuring it out, trying to see the personalities, see the talent level, see how they, they played together, meshed together, trying to just understand the university in general and how things operate around here, learning the community. So I think the community, we will always be learning and trying to see new things and do different things in it. Um, but it, it is much more focused on volleyball, I think, which is really nice. Um, instead of tr- there's, so many other external factors, which daily those always happen and that's always going to come up. But it has felt kind of calm in a sense that when we're in the gym, that's the only thing we're worried about and that's the only thing that's going on. And so I would definitely say that feels like we are at least our heads a little bit above water um, and everything else is just kind of floating there, which is fine. But we, we are focused a lot more on the actual skill, which has been really nice. Is there any added pressure now that you, you've come in, there was a, a, an improvement on the win-loss column? That's always a good sign. But now you've got to move the needle even forward, even more. So you know, what's the pressure sure. there, if any? You know, I think there's always going to be, whether you want to believe it or not. I don't associate myself, my team, anything with wins and losses. So the pressure would be that we stay to be good people and good leaders in the community. We continue to excel in the classroom and we just work hard. If the wins come, that's awesome. And we all want them at the end of the day. But I, I, the pressure is to continue to maintain being really good humans. Um, and I think that when you get really good humans, you tend to work hard and then you can figure out how to win beyond that. So no, if we, if we do better, great. If we don't, let's figure out why and move on for the next one. But I think that we return a lot of the talent, so I think it should go well. But you never know what the other teams in the conference are doing either. We've got a really tough schedule as well. So it's just a matter of which pieces fall together. You can never foresee injuries or or anything like that. So it's, it's a tough question. I think we always, as coaches, put pressure on ourselves and to want to do well. But I just that's not how I associate or value success. So for me, it's just work hard, and, and it'll work out. It'll come. and. So I guess it's a little bit more not a lot than that for me. 
you get to point to some successes as well. I mean, you can probably say, look, uh, even in her short time with me, uh, Sierra DeBell competing for a spot on Team USA. I mean, that's something that's really nice to have kind of yeah, have a little feather in your cap, just a little <laughs> say, hey, you know, yeah, one of my players competing for a spot on Team USA. You know, I would like that to be a feather in my cap, but that's all her, man. She is she's a phenomenal athlete. She works really, really hard. It was it was really cool to see the minute that we decided that that's what we were going to do. We were able to work with her and do some different things. Um, and she just she really locked in. She understands the opportunity. She crushed it out there. I've got friends that work at team work with the USA team. Then they also work with obviously just team USA for volleyball. And one of them texted me while she was playing and he's like, this kid is legit. And I'm like, I know (laughs) that's why she's there. Um, so that was, she just, she is a phenomenal human being, um, on top of being a absolutely stellar athlete. Um, but I think she's just, you know, kind of hitting the, the, who she is. I think she had a really great season, but as we see how she's even progressed this spring, she's she's got such a long way to go, even still offensively and and some other things. So that feather is that's all Sierra. That is all of her training that's led up to this point. I think we've tweaked her a little bit, but that she just works hard and she's she's talented. So hopefully we get more to kind of follow suit with her as well. That it'll be exciting. Well. Olympic volleyball is some of the best volleyball I've seen, period. Uh, you, you talk about beach volleyball. You talk about just normal mm-hmm. volleyball. Uh, that's <laughs> some of the highlights of the Olympics for me is watching volleyball in, in both those forms. But great. It's, it is a high, high level. One of the comments, I asked her how she did one day, and she's like, the block is really big. And I'm like, yeah, it's a lot bigger at, in, in other places. And you put the best of the best um, – but having her go there, I would say that more than anything, she has walked away with this kind of newfound uh, appreciation for the game and much bigger understanding that it goes so much more beyond her and Marshall. And for her to be able to go there and represent Marshall was just something that she was really prideful in. And I think that that is what Marshall is. So it was it was a cool thing. But I agree. Volleyball is such a fast sport. It, it keeps your attention. It keeps you locked in. And there are some really stellar, stellar athletes out there. Now, with that said, a great transition into what's coming up. You've got a couple of spring exhibition matches coming up with fundraising clinics as well. And yeah. these are going to be great opportunities, uh, ages 8 to 18, uh, boys and girls, if I understand correctly, right? Anybody that wants to come learn volleyball, we are all here for. And it's only $30. And yep. it's all going toward the team. And, of course, there's volleyball match involved, uh, ones in the front end of it and ones afterwards as well. So really, you can either come to the, the clinic, stay for a match, or you can come to a match and then stay for the clinic. You've got options. <laughs> it, it is going to be fun. Um, we are So when we play Charleston on the 14th, we are doing uh, the clinic afterwards, and the girls are all going to stay and, and help out and work it, and we'll do it down in the cam there. It's going to be it's going to be really fun. We are just looking for a way to try to give back. And then by the the team and our staff and everybody working it, we then put it back to fundraise, to do some things, some of the trips that we're taking this fall, some other things that we're doing. We, we want to, you know, kind of have that really fun experience and try to do different things. So it's going to be really fun. Um, but then also kind of the nitty gritty. I think 
The interesting piece will be that the girls are either already warmed up or getting ready to warm up and, and get challenged. So I think that they will be a little bit more locked in, which I'm, I'm pretty excited for them to do. And any way that we can keep promoting volleyball in the community is all that we want to keep doing. So we hope any and everybody can get out there. Anybody that wants to come, anybody that even just wants to come watch because the games are going to be really awesome. Charleston's a great team. Ohio is a great team, did really well. We went to them last spring. Um, so it's just such a fun competition to kind of then get ready for us to come back in the fall. How many first-timers do you usually see at a camp like this? I would say about 20 to 25% of whatever the total is. I think sometimes people get a little nervous, but that's the thing with this kind of clinic is it's not a full commitment to four or five days. It's just like pop in, see if you like the sport. And then if you do and you want to come back, then come back in the summer and you can continue to just kind of excel your talent there. And it leads me to my next question. Of course, you've got the summer camps coming up as well, and that'll be options for athletes uh, of the same age group. You go a little younger, a little older. You know, how do those differ? So we've got team camp, which we are the only Division One school in West Virginia that does it. So that's an amazing thing to be able to get the coaching that we have. We bring coaches in from all different places, um, college coaches as well. And our girls end up just assisting during that because we want the teams to get the best coaching that they can. Um, then we have obviously Little Herd Camp, which is one of my favorites. I think that it's super fun seeing a younger crowd get excited about it and we play really fun games even with beach balls if they are really young because the regular balls hurt your arms a little bit but then we go from everywhere from all skills that covers everything if you're not sure what you want to do what position you want to be this camp goes through all of the positions Um, and then if you do know what position you want to be or that you are then positional camp is probably a better option mainly because you just focus on that one position or two if you are a DS and a setter or an outside and a DS, you can, you can get both of those. And then the elite camp is, is, you know, our hopes to be as elite as possible, as high level as possible to train on your specific position and compete um, at a high level as well. So they, we, I, we had a great time at camp last year and it did really, really well. We had some really good kids come in and then people that had never played and wanted to just try it out. And, Hopefully we get all those people back. It's super fun. Our team works it. They enjoy it. They love it. There's some that do really, really well with the younger kids, which I think is really important because anybody that comes to camp, we want them walking away happy and wanting to come back and wanting to maybe fall in love with volleyball. So we are excited. 2020 camps are are really going to be great. Our team camp did well last year, even just from the, we had very large levels of competition, but one of the greatest things was one of the younger teams that could have easily kind of slid into the easier bracket. They were like, no, we want to play the best. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like it was, it was such a cool attitude. So it's fun. We, we do a lot of fun things. We have skit nights. We do anything that you can think of to just be able to encourage young women to want to continue to, to stay in athletics and hopefully volleyball. Marshall University volleyball coach Ari Agnes with us. And I'm kind of curious now that you've had some time to evaluate, you, of course, have your own team to handle. You also, I'm sure, see other teams at different levels in the state and in the region. And how would you evaluate the talent? Uh, where is it good and where can it get better? <laughs> 
You know, I think that the, the talent was, was much better than I had come to understand when I had first come in, but I had also never recruited West Virginia. Um, I'd recruited some in Kentucky, some in Tennessee, uh, and not really even so much in Ohio, but it, it is, it is definitely getting better. I will say Mitch did a phenomenal job, um, before coming here with, with starting the club circuit and the clubs are getting a lot better in the area. It's getting a little bit more exposure as volleyball becomes more popular in the United States. It will continue to kind of grow and be a thing. Um, it just has taken its time to get to different states and different communities. Um, and us having, you know, two big, awesome division one schools. I think that that plays a part in it too, because you go to other places in the country and there's 12 division ones that all play each other. And I think that makes it a little bit more enticing to go to. Um, but we, we are, we are really impressed and we hope to continue to keep the talent up. So then hopefully all of those studs that come through Huntington and grow up here, want to stay and play at Marshall. Ari Agnes, our guest, Marshall volleyball coach, a couple of camps coming up and more details will be on herdzone.com opportunities for ages for the upcoming camps, eight to 18, uh, both boys and girls can attend. The cost is only $30, and you've got two options. And, of course, uh, you root on the herd to beat the University of Charleston and uh, the always uh, hated Ohio University Bobcats. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've, got, I've got to say it. You can't. I have to. You, you, you... I will not, but you can, yes. If you can, then <laughs> that's all I will just laugh. Yeah, that's well. That's what we do in the media. You know, we're we're the ones that stir it up. You know, you're just trying to coach and, and go out there and win games, right? You're, that's that's your job. Go out there, Correct. coach. Correct. You know, build build these young athletes up. You know, bring them into uh, in the world as uh, as leaders. And I'm just here to talk trash. That's you know basically <laughs> what it boils down hey, to. We've all got to do our thing. We got to find your niche and stick to it. Exactly. And as long as you beat Ohio, you know all is going to be well. There we go. Um, give my best to everyone, um, you know, and just um, you know, try to remember Coach Kemper, you know, really my favorite, even though we know it's you. Just uh, Thank you. Yeah, we, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to hurt him because, you know, I upset him last week uh, that he was on. I did. Um, <laughs> okay, well, we won't, we won't upset him anymore. Yeah. I fully understand. Yeah, I mean, even though it was not my fault, he got upset with something I said. <laughs> um, he, um, of course, and he gave me the business for it, and he took me completely out of context. Um it was uh, the day after his um, his victory, and I said, "How? Yeah, I said we have 14 minutes of Coach Kemper in post game audio." I said, "I don't want to hear 14 minutes of Coach Kemper. I'd rather have him in person." And of course, you know, you know what he does? He zeroes out that one part and just gives me the business. Uh oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I know. So that's why I'm trying to I stay on your good side. That's what I told. Uh, <laughs> that's what I told Mike yesterday. I'm sorry, Mr. Hamrick. Uh, I was trying to stay on your good side. That's fair. I, I think that you should probably fail most of their good sides, but if you don't, you know, you said you're just here to talk trash. So sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm trying to stir it up. That's it. That's my job. <laughs> Ari Agnes, our guest, head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. Coach, good talking to you again. Uh, we'll do it real soon, and uh, good luck with these camps. Thank you so much. There she, there she is, the head coach of the volleyball team. Yeah, come on. Really? That's what we do in the media. You know, hey, uh, we don't break down. We don't analyze. No, we're here to just talk trash and, you know, root on the herd against Ohio. At least that's what some people would like me to do. So I'm just going to play the part that, that I've been given. Uh, we've got Dan D'Antoni coming up on the way here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We've got Dan D'Antoni coming up in just a moment. His thoughts on the upcoming game against UAB. And later on, we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255 to be a part of the program today. Courtesy of the Miller Lite phone lines, Miller Lite hold true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So, Marshall this week on the road, I'm actually liking the schedule a little bit better than maybe that Thursday, Saturday. I like it spread out just a little bit more. I wish Conference USA could do that more, spread it out a little bit. I don't know if it's feasible the way this league is stacked or if there's a way to do this, but. I kind of like this. You're going on the road one game, and you're coming back at home. Of course, you've got travel partners as well, and I don't know if there's a way to really work this schedule where you can just do some things differently. But Marshall playing on Thursday, and then they won't play until the following Wednesday, and then Saturday. I like it a little bit better. Spread out just a little bit. Maybe you don't play your travel partner twice. Maybe you don't play teams in your side of the division twice really division really matter anymore I'm thinking more football is when we talk about divisions but there's really not an east and west when it comes to basketball it's basically just everybody for themselves and let's see how well that they can finish and get into the tournament or if they're going to have to really fight and battle towards the very end and that group three setting where you've got four teams and only two spots available so with that said Dan D'Antoni, talked to him. Really, we kind of, when we were talking to him, I was there with a couple other members of the media, and we were talking to him about a couple of things. And I think one thing that's came up time and time again over these last few weeks is just how much better this team is defensively. And you can see in performances, turnovers, that's been a key, blocks, steals, You look at some of the shooting percentages of teams coming into the Henderson Center, haven't been very good. Marshall in that game against Old Dominion locked down Old Dominion. If Marshall could have hit a few more baskets, the score would have been greater. But Marshall's been really trending well when it comes to defense. And that was one of the questions that was asked of Dan D'Antoni, just how important defense was on Saturday. Well, you know, over the five years I've been here, I got so tired of people saying, I don't teach defense. I made extra effort. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're doing the same things we did the first day I came. We have players that are longer, more athletic. And we have rim, rim uh, protectors, and that makes all the difference in the world. And so a follow-up question that that was just the fact that everyone's getting into the act now. You've got more players on this team from 1 to 5 to 6 to 7, 8 and 9. They're all getting on the act of playing really solid defense. And the question that was asked of Dan was, is that contagious? Well, I think all parts of your game are, are team kind of oriented because this is a team game. And when, when one starts doing it, it kind of bleeds to everybody, whether it be shooting, passing, defense, rebounding. You know, it all kind of goes together. And that's why your weakest link sometimes – has to pick up and be one of the stronger ones because it'll pull downhill, not uphill. 
Now we move on to UAB. That's the opponent tomorrow for the Thundering Herd. A programming reminder, we'll have that broadcast for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, also on 93.7 The Dog. And just a side note to that, we are permitted to stream the radio broadcast, so you can listen to it on our streaming app or you can go to our website. So Dan, getting set to play UAB. So the question was really talking about playing UAB the first time compared to going into that game now. Well, I just finished watching the last UAB game, and and uh, it goes back to the old saying with our offense that uh, the ball finds, finds energy. Uh, the ball had nowhere to go there because we had no energy. So, And that was the time when we were. You know, Jansen and Michael weren't playing well. We were pushing the lineups in different ways and trying to figure out how we were going to be a ball club. And uh, hopefully we've matured a lot more. Jansen and Mike seem to have really stepping their games up. Iron a lot more comfortable where he is. Andy has now gotten some games under him since uh, where he started there. So hopefully, you know, we were a better ball club than when we went down there the first time. And that was a follow-up as far as just being a better ball club. It felt like everyone on this team is just starting to now come together. Well, again, we were scrambling. We, we ended up having a new team. We tried a lot of different players, and, and no one really stood out. You know, nobody said or claimed any position, you know, except for maybe Tavion and Jared. The rest of them, no one seemed to want to claim the position. And as we went through the year, we were experimenting, trying to figure out or find out who would. And, and lately here with uh, Jansen's game improving and Michael Byers' game's improving and, and uh, Iron's getting to be more consistent, depending on how long he stays in the game, uh, you know, we, we, we've become a better ball club. I think that's a key right there. If Iron's in the game, Marshall has a shot. If he's not, well, Marshall still has a shot, but it's not as good of a shot. Now, he was talking about some of the guys stepping up, some of the guys going out there and claiming it. One guy in particular, and I've been talking about him for a long time now, is Jansen Williams, and it feels like just a, a switch got flipped, and all of a sudden you've seen him find that shot again. He was really out there struggling, and then he finds a shot. And so I want to know from Dan, how does that happen? I mean, how do you get that sudden improvement? You know what? If I knew what made that happen, I, I'd be, I'd get paid well, but i get paid a lot real well if you could figure that out. But, uh, you know, I, what I saw, I can tell you how it happened, what I saw, is I one day for some reason he started coming in a little earlier to shoot. Maybe he was tired of not playing well himself, you know. And they want to be good, you know. So maybe he got a little frustrated with himself. He started coming in and shooting a little bit. Then he started playing defensively. He started trying to figure out, well, I'm not shooting the ball well, and I'm over here on the bench. Maybe if I play harder, I can get off the bench and got a chance to shoot well. And that worked out because he, he started uh, guarding the three-point line. His energy level was better. Uh, and, bas- and the shooting part didn't happen exactly at that time. But it, it, if you do that, and he's a good shooter, he's a real good shooter, uh, the shooting will follow, which it has. The last couple, two out of three games, he's, he's the Jansen we thought we'd have. I think that's a fair point because he's a player I personally expected more out of 
I've seen his potential. I've seen him play well. He hustles out there. He plays defense. But I think sitting on the bench, maybe not being able to be a contributor, that was something that he took personal. He wanted to be a contributor. So he went out there, worked harder, did the things that he could do to either stay in the game, to work through his shooting problems, or just get in the gym, do a few more things, be more of a factor in this game. And I think you've seen progress and improvement top to bottom. When Jansen's having a good game, I think Marshall basketball's having a good game. Now, follow-up question to that was, is that just a lesson now for everyone, the way that Jansen has been out there handling his business? I, I would I would hope people understand. You know, Michael Myers particularly didn't have a good shooting game this last game against ODU. But there was nothing, not a word said to him. Uh, he played hard. He, he, he did the things we're asked. He didn't turn it over. Didn't have any crazy ones where I'm sitting over here, what the heck? Jansen did that. I think his first game that I've noticed the difference, him playing hard, he didn't shoot well that game. But there was nothing said to him. He played hard. He helped us in a lot of other ways. And uh, you know what? If you play hard, you rebound, you defend, and uh, you're a good teammate and you make good decisions. Shooting, you know, for the most part will stay with Mike and Jansen because they're good shooters. But uh, uh, they're going to have some games. But it's not going to affect how I feel about them and whether we win or lose nearly as much as if they're not really given the effort and then not shooting well. That's a – that's a double that, that'll kill you. Now, you hear him talk about, you know, no one said anything about Michael's game. No one said, hey, you have to have X amount of points. And that goes into the next question for Coach. Is it better when more people are in the game or is it more – of what you're looking for? I mean, basically, is it better uh, when more people are contributing? Here's his thoughts. Well, you know, uh, again, our, our ball doesn't find particular people. It's not mandatory that everybody, you know, score points. Uh, the, the defense kind of determines what, where the shots go to, and, and the energy we play with each person determines where the shots go to. As long as they're going in, like I, I told somebody the other day, I don't care if one person has 100 points. If the other team's got 90, we win. So, and if everybody, those other four, even though they didn't score, played well, it won't matter. So, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't think uh, even scoring uh, really makes that big a difference, except it tells you probably they're they're all playing hard. And now that makes a big difference. And finally, with Coach this afternoon, one of the questions that was asked of him when we talked to him was something he talked about earlier, just the ball, having energy. And the ball finds energy, and there was no energy out there, especially at that last game against UAB. And is it important to bring that energy, have that energy, especially with a team, a tough team like UAB? Well, I don't care who you play. That makes a big difference if you're not uh, having an athlete. In our offense, energy with the ball, energy with yourself. I call it, you know, I term it as the athletic ball. Keeping it moving and being quick and sharp with your decisions. I don't care who we're playing. We have to play that way. Our system demands that. 
8 o'clock will be tip time. We go on the air at 7 o'clock tomorrow with our pregame coverage, Marshall at UAB. Follow all the action right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also on 93.7 The Dog. And once again, we are permitted to stream. So if you don't have your radio handy, you can download our streaming app. Listen to us on TuneIn as well as we'll have Marshall and UAB either on the radio or on your stream. Keep it right here, no matter how you listen, to ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll wrap this show up when we continue on today's edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Some exciting soccer news today. If you are a fan of the Marshall men's soccer team, then why wouldn't you be? The NCAA and state champion Marshall men's soccer team. The soccer team is going to be playing in the second annual Crew SC Spring College League. Marshall is going to be involved in four spring exhibition contests, three league matches, which will lead to the league finals in April. Here's what Coach said in the release today. He said he's looking forward to the spring schedule. said that Marshall has a great opening game against Pitt. We're very well coached. So he's excited to welcome them, welcome them here. Coach is very polite, always polite. Then he said in the release after that, we jump into the Columbus Crew College Spring League play. We take on Dayton, Cincinnati, and NKU in the group stage with the finals in Columbus on April 19th. We had a decent year in 2019, and we're looking to continue our development this spring. Part of that process is playing meaningful games, and with a trophy on the line, it gives our lads something extra to push themselves for. Well, heck yeah. I always want to play for a trophy. Trophies are fun. Now, here's what this looks like. If you're not familiar with it, Marshall's going to be one of eight teams that are going to be participating. They're going to be in what's called the South Division. That'll be, as Coach mentioned, Cincinnati, Dayton, and Northern Kentucky. All quality programs. Now in the North Division, it's going to be Bowling Green, Cleveland State, Ohio State, and Tiffin. So that's pretty prestigious. That's a pretty big deal to get involved in this. And you've got the Pitt Panthers coming in. It's not part of this schedule, but it's something that's already on Marshall's plate. So you've got this crew thing. And then, you, of course, before that, you've got Pitt and... That's pretty exciting. I mean, you start seeing some success for this program, and then with success, you're going to be attracting the attention of a lot more people, and then you can build upon that success. Student-athletes who want to play soccer, see Marshall now is a viable option for them. Of course, overseas as well. So really, this is a potential sport. And, of course, how does this happen? Well, Somebody had the forethought to replace Marshall's terrible soccer field, if you can even call that, and put together in pretty much a really good location, a first-class facility that will enhance what Marshall's trying to do in soccer. So facilities do matter. Facilities matter. End of story. Facilities matter. If you haven't donated to the baseball park and you want a facility that matters, donate to the baseball park because facilities matter, period. It helps. 
And of course, you just want to give these young men and these young women an opportunity. Plain and simple. You want to give them an opportunity. You want to give them first-class facilities and give them an opportunity. They're going out. They're representing your community. They're representing you. They're representing Marshall. They're going out. You get enjoyment out of it. I mean, they're performing for education. That's it. They're going out there working as hard as any student would work during their studies. And then on top of that, they're working as a student athlete, which is like a full-time job. And unfortunately, sometimes they're working twice as hard as anyone else because they're trying to maintain their grades. They're trying to maintain what they're doing on the field, on the court. And we get mad at them sometimes because they didn't perform the way we wanted to. I mean, that's the thing. We can criticize performance, but at the end of the day, you know, there's no room to get mad at them. I just wanted to say that because sometimes I even catch myself thinking, well, wait a minute here. Yeah, so what? You know what? Not to pick on you, but you know, Jansen Williams had a bad performance. Okay. We'll be fine. Life will continue. He'll get better. He's working hard. He's trying to be a student and an athlete. All right. That's that. Back tomorrow. Marshall basketball. We go on the air at 7. Don't forget we have the show at 5. So we got two hours tomorrow, you and me. I'm looking forward to it. Bill Cornwell is going to be with me tomorrow during our pregame coverage of Marshall and UAB. So I'm looking forward to having him with me. I want to thank my guest, the head coach of the Marshall volleyball team, Ari Agnes. Appreciate her coming on the program. Looking forward to talking to her again. For Coach, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.